Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate you guys, our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Robbie, it'd be sort of weird if Brupolo was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I've been through Pittsburgh a few times. That would be kind of weird. There's not... It, it wouldn't be really fit for an uh, uh i guess uh a nice strange brew coffee house but i i mean i guess that can really bring a lot to an area yeah, yeah. i mean there it might three, be able to change it there are three cities in, in the state of mississippi where i can tell you without any issues whatsoever how to get to the city hall one is vicksburg one is starkville the last one is Pittsburgh because it's right there on Highway 9 going up if you're going to Oxford. Have you had to go to City Hall a few times in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I've never had to go in, but I know where it is. Okay, good. I'm glad you don't have some kind of record over in Italian County. I have no record in Pittsburgh that mm. I am aware of. I got a funny story to tell you, by the way, when we get through these ad reads that I promise will make you laugh. Anyway. Wherever you live in our great state, if you want Strange Brew Coffee, it's really simple. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for shipping. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your counter, they got you taken care of at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com, we are just weeks away. We're in, I'm officially starting. We've gone from months to weeks away from the start of the college football season. It's time to sharpen up. You expect the football team to look good. You need to look good, too. It's all connected. It's all connected. It's all, it's all about that balance, Robbie. You know that. So go and grab yourself some new stuff, some new gear for you, something new for the car, something new for the tailgate. They've got it all. And nobody has a bigger and better selection of it than College Corner. It's Taco Tuesday at Humble Taco Today. Of course, every day is kind of Taco Tuesday there when you have some of the best, most delicious, and most unique tacos in the state of Mississippi, if not the world. Nobody else is doing tacos like Humble Taco. I promise you that. It's not just your your traditional beans and, and meat and cheese. It's, it's a lot of great stuff that you haven't ever seen before on a freshly made tortilla. If you want something new, something delicious, and something different, the place to go is Humble Taco. Looking for lunch today? Why not Firehouse Subs? Download the free Firehouse Subs app. You're going to grab that. You're going to grab your sandwich. You're going to grab reward points. A lot of grabbing going on. It's a good thing, though. Don't worry about it. Whenever you download the, the app, your order is always ready within minutes, and you're always piling up reward points so that next sandwich is on the house, the firehouse, if you will. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flow and Madison, firehouse subs. So yesterday, you know, I recorded the show. On my way up here, I stopped at the gas station to grab a, grab a drink. And the woman looks at me and she goes, you just look very familiar. 
Are you a pastor? Oh, that was nice. <laughs> it was. Actually, nowhere close. <laughs> Couldn't be further from correct. the truth, ma'am. Now, I have worked with pastors. I could probably use a pastor, but I am not actually a pastor. You need some, you need some counseling from Big Daddy in a big way. I, I will take that counseling. If he wants to counsel me, I will listen and uh, abide by his counsel. But I'm just warning you, by the end of that conversation, you might be converted to Baptist. I'm still going to drink. Just, I'm just, gonna let just you, saying. I'm still going to I'm still going to have beer. It's just I'm just going to do it. That's fine. There's a lot of Baptists that have beer. We need to get that uh, that trip to Nails. We need oh, to get that yes. happening. Maybe, maybe uh, not next week. I mean, you just tell me. I mean, you just tell me the night. Yeah. I will prepare my dad, and we will take a ride out on eighty two to I Nails. I will prepare my that. dad like he's a like he's a cookie dough or something. <laughs> He'll be so happy. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's gonna be next week because we have uh, we got media days, but the week after that. We might boom, maybe like the first, like the last weekend of uh, of July there. Maybe that week we can go for sure. Are you are you going to media days? Yeah, I'll be there all. Uh, I'll be there three days, Monday through Wednesday. I'll be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Have fun. We'll, we'll discuss that. our schedule a little later in the show. All right. We got a good show today. We got a SEC preview today. The LSU Tigers, very interesting team. We're at number 45, 40, 46. 46, 46 on the countdown. <clears throat> 40, yeah. Um, We've done four games. So, yeah, 46. Have we done four games? Yeah, I did two yesterday. Oh, you did those without you did those without me? You weren't here. You could have countdown done something goes, else. So let me tell you something right now. My countdown is not going to be like other countdowns on other Super Talk shows that just, you know, come and go as they please. No, we're going to stick to a regiment here. The, uh, does something on your... Uh, show come and go. Yes, as far as counting. Okay, hundred percent. We haven't done hundred teams in hundred days in like fifteen days. Oh, so well, I'm sure you'll make up with it down the line somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anywho, I want to talk about swing games. You know, when you're a team like Mississippi State, swing games are what define your season. You know, you've got to find those games where it's like if you win this one, you're going the right direction. If you lose it, it's going to be really tough. And we've talked about it before, Robbie. That once you get out of the non-conference games, all of which I think State will be a favorite in, State doesn't have a, a conference game that they're just a true favorite where you just look at them like, the, like with Vanderbilt last year, and you just say, they're going to win that game. So they've got a bunch of swing games, but three stand out to me. Uh, two of them are at home, one's on the road. And, and really, in all honesty, if we're being, if we're being you know, transparent here, you could really say that Every year, these three games make a huge difference. As recently as you know, 2019, you could say that two of these games were usually in the bag for Mississippi State. You know, I'm going to talk about Arkansas, Kentucky, and Auburn. State had totally dominated those series uh, the last, what, five years of Mullen, and then obviously Moorhead's first two years, although he did lose one to Kentucky. But for the most part, State has been able to keep those games on the schedule in the win column. Auburn has been a game that's been split pretty evenly over the last decade. And you, the results sort of bear it out that the team that has the win in that game ha- goes on to have a better season year in, year out. 
just talking about those games as, as a whole, what game strands out the most to you as state really has to have that one? Um, you know, I, I think Auburn is one of those because that, I mean, that's a game we've talked about. Like we think that Auburn at that point should be kind of rolling downhill with the wheels falling off. If everything goes as we think it might with Brian Harson. I mean, that's, that's a game you have to win. And it's one of those kind of – I mean, is it, it's not really a swing game, I don't guess. But a sandwich between Alabama and Georgia, you can't afford to have three straight losses there during that stretch. Right. Uh, because, I, I mean, I think they're going to lose to Bama. And it could possibly be four because we predicted Kentucky as a loss, right. I believe. So that's four straight games. And, I mean, Arkansas we think is a win, but that is kind of a toss-up game. I mean – Mm-hmm. That could be a disaster stretch right there if things don't fall in Mississippi's way. So that's a game that's really important, I think, just to to break up that lack of momentum, I guess, with Kentucky and Alabama. If you got both those games predicted as losses, you got to try to stay afloat there. That's one of those games you're, you're counting on right now to win. But you're exactly right. I mean, you, you look at the schedule and there's there is no game in the SEC. I think that's why people are some people are kind of sketchy on Mississippi State. Is because you look at it and, you know, it could go – you could possibly win nine games. You can possibly win five. I mean, uh, there's there's not a – I mean, it could be a disaster if, if things don't go your way, but we don't think it's going to do that. But, uh, you know, that's one of those games I, I feel like in, in Arkansas. Those are the two games I think are really kind of must-wins for Mississippi State. They're games against comparable – teams from a talent perspective neither one of those teams are just super super you know more talented than mississippi state but um you know they're they're games that you could very easily lose i think playing those games at home you need to win those two ball games 100 percent, 100 percent agree with you on that and then you need to win all those non-conference you know right well i mean if you win your non-conference if you beat all you know if you put auburn in the win column that's five right can you go three and was it you would have to go what three and Oh right, yeah, three and five. That's not even right either. My math is off. That's five. You need three more wins. I don't know. It doesn't matter. My math is really messing with my head there. I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, well, it would be let's see, LSU. Yeah, LSU, A and M. Am I wrong not to include that LSU in this? By the way, as like a as a swing game, game. you need to win so early in the schedule. You, you get them, you know, before they really are going to start figuring out what they are. They, st- they should still be having quarterback competition at that point. I can't imagine either guy will have jumped up into taking the job at that point. It's a, it's a beatable team. Like, you think that the, you think State's going to win that game? Is that what you're saying? Like, you're, I'm just you're saying that, that, that that could be a swing game for Mississippi State. If they start out, well, I, I think they're going to beat Memphis and Arizona, right? If they go to Baton Rouge and win, and then they play Bowling Green, also, now you're four and zero when you play Arkansas, or sorry, when you play Texas A and M. I mean that yeah. that has a that. Now we're talking about a game that could be CBS two thirty kickoff. That could be col- I don't know if it's college game. I don't know what the rest of this, the, the college football schedule is, but that's a huge game if State's four and zero. So this that LSU game has some weight to it as well. That it could work out similarly to the you know going in that A and M game similarly to twenty fourteen in some ways in that you know. The LSU game was kind of the game that put people on notice. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the state's going to be number one after if they beat it A and M, but you know, beating LSU in Baton Rouge that was something that that kind of told the country like this Mississippi State team is for real. 
So that could happen. You go to Arizona, you win that. If you win that ball game, you go to LSU and win that game. People are starting to say, okay, this team could be pretty freaking good because they have a lot of experience returning. They have a lot of talent returning. And they've gone now on the road in back to back ball games in pretty tough environments. I mean, Arizona's going to be tough because there's a climate and mm-hmm. a late night environment and all that. Mm-hmm. Going into those places and you won those ball games, you come in that AM game 4 0. People are probably really high on Mississippi State at that point. I mean, they should be ranked easily in the top 20 and maybe a top 15 team at that point if they were 4 0. But I feel like that LSU game. Maybe it's just a, a bias of, you know, State has just been it's, – it's just tough to win at LSU. Even when they're down, it's tough to win down there. So, we'll see. I, you know, I think these other three games have just a little bit more oomph in them. Maybe it's because they're later in the season. I, I don't know. Arkansas and Kentucky are interesting to me because, as I mentioned before, those are games that State had in the win column for a long time. State won what? Uh, they were 5-1, and 6-1, and one, something like that against Arkansas since 2013. The only loss was in 2016. And then – they were what four and two in that same time frame against Kentucky, and going back to you know to the start of the Mullen era, he didn't lose to Kentucky until 2016, and then Moorhead was one and one against them. Leach is one and one against them. The home team has won the last five in this series, I believe. State yeah. was not as bad as that, that, that team was not as bad as they showed two years ago when they went up to Kentucky. That was just an absolute train wreck of a game. Uh, and then on the other side of it. State played about as good as it's capable of playing a season to go down here when they played Kentucky. That's the game where Will Rogers was, you know, 92%, 93% completion rate. I feel like a performance somewhere in the middle of that would probably be enough to beat Kentucky. Yeah, they, you know, we, we talked about the Kentucky game a lot, and that team that went there was, at that time especially, was not good, and they still were just – Right there, if they just made a couple of plays, it turns out, you know, the the score was not really indicative of that game and how close it was. And it's kind of the same way in 2018. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not that Kentucky's just been that much better. Mistakes just going up there and just not played well at all. If they go up there and play well in that ball game, they can very easily win that one. It's just the fact that, you know, the last two times – you and I have seen that game. It's It's been a bad outcome for State. So until they turn that back around and they start beating Kentucky regularly there, right now I'm, I'm going to predict Kentucky to win that game. And would you call that game a toss-up game at this point? Or are we, we feeling pretty good about Kentucky's chances? I mean, I'm, I, I'm kind of leaning towards that might be kind of a toss-up, especially if they go to LSU and win that game on the road. I think that right now, I lean Kentucky, but it's not a big lean, right? It's yeah, it's a very winnable game. 60-40, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Arkansas um, and Kentucky are both very winnable games. Exactly. Well, it's about talent. State, the talent on Mississippi State's roster is comparable to Kentucky's and Arkansas's. Both, all three of those teams sort of recruit at the same level. It's not comparable to Alabama and Georgia. That's why I feel comfortable putting those as losses. It's not comparable in the other direction to Memphis and Arizona and, uh, and Bowling Green, right? So I'm comfortable saying those are wins. And I know what you're saying about Memphis, but we got, we, you know, you got you to, gotta, in July, I have to call that game a win. I'm not going to come out, I'm not going to be out on that limb. They have, they, I mean, they, well, they have to beat Memphis. Right. If they, 
if State doesn't beat Memphis, it's going to be one of the most inc- electric thunder and lightnings you've ever had. I promise you, it's going to be something you can't, you can't even imagine. What we, 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 what? I mean, this team, after, after last year, too, what happened in that game, and the fact that you're bringing back so much talent, this year three in the system, I mean, they should have no issues in that game. That there shouldn't be, it shouldn't be rusty. It shouldn't be, you know, it takes a while to get them going. That game should be heavily bulldog. I mean, they, they should come into that ball game and, and run Memphis off the field. They should. We'll see if they do. Um, Arkansas is the other one, though. That's a game that, I, you know, State's hand started taking that for granted a little bit as a win. Even in, you know, Leach's first year, you know, coming off that win at LSU, you thought, okay, they're just going to go out there and blow Arkansas off the field. And, and you know, now State, you know, Leach is 0-2 against Pittman. State needs to get that game back into the win column. That could be the big swing game because that's coming off of Texas A&M. So let's say that, you know, the, the right now, the way Vegas would probably line it up, State would be 3-2 and two coming into that game. They would have won the non-conference games and lost at LSU and lost to Texas A&M. Three and three versus four and two is huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. State has to find a way to get Arkansas back into the win cup. Got to win that game. I mean, the, the last two years have been disappointing. I, I thought that uh, last year was a, was a really good effort for Mississippi State. They got off to a, a rough start, and the field goal kicking was really the killer. But to go there and be in position to win that game against a really good Arkansas team, I thought that was a good step forward because the year before, that was kind of embarrassing to lose to Arkansas at the yeah. time and end that long streak. So at this point, you have a, you have a veteran club. You're hosting this game. It's, you should flip the script from what we saw last year. And that's the game the state really needs to get. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. These three games, if state's 3-0 and in these three games – they're going to be probably a nine and three football team at absolute worst. Two and one, you still have a great chance at eight and four. You go zero and three in these games, and it's going to be really difficult. I would find it very difficult to say you're anything better than maybe even six and six at that point. If you can't, especially with Auburn, if you can't beat Auburn, you're not going to be able to sell me on this team beating LSU or beating Ole Miss or, or, or beating Arkansas. So, of course, they'll have already played Arkansas, but you see what I'm saying. So these are you know three big games. They're each big for different reasons, but they are the key to Mississippi State in 2022. Victories in these games get you to the goals that you want to achieve. Losses in these games, and we're going to be talking about Mike C- Mike Leach coaching for his job in 2023. I, I just don't see any any way um, around that. Let's uh let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. When you're looking to cook out this weekend or any weekend, always look to beef. A lot of great stuff. Man, I was up in the grocery store just the other day, and so many incredible choices for beef there. Beef back ribs. They had some some big roast out there. If you want to do a smoke, hit that smoker up. Uh, they've got burgers. They've got all sorts of burger stuff out there. they got all sorts of steaks. In and this is just at my local Kroger. So what is going on at the, at the, at the, the better butcher shops in the state? Man, they've got great cuts that you can be taking advantage of. So – Grab some beef. Your family will thank you. And, of course, our 15,000 local beef producers will thank you as well. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. It's usually the place to find Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk. We, can, we, can, we have been known to be spotted there from time to time. 
We hope to see you there very, very soon. Next time you're in Starkville, if you're looking for a great meal, a great time, great atmosphere, and great people, the one place you got to stop is Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service is something that every business promises you, but who really delivers on it? Well, if your business has been open for 47 years, I think we can take it for granted that you're taking care of your customers. That's what's happening at Advantage Business Systems today. They are taking care of their customers. They treat their customers like neighbors because they are. They are a Mississippi business, first and foremost, just like you. When you have a problem and you need it solved, you need to call Advantage Business Systems. Number 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, we talked about them a little bit right there. The LSU Tigers, in my opinion, Robbie, in the West, probably the most interesting team. Probably the team that I have the most questions about. Probably the one that to me has the biggest variance. From a talent perspective, if they went 10 and 2, I'm not going to be totally surprised by that. But by that same token, if they go six and six, I'm not totally surprised by that either. So I don't I don't know which way this LSU team is going to go. I don't know who their quarterback is right this second. I don't know. You know, if they're going to be able to shake off these last two years and the way they've played, I just don't know. And their schedule, I mean, it's an LSU schedule, right? So they're playing in the West. You know, they've got to play Florida. It's tough. It's, a, it's going to be a tough schedule. So let's take a look at it. You know, 10 years ago, this would have been a monster game to open the season, but now it's a kind of ugh. But down in the Superdome on a Sunday night of the first weekend, Florida State, LSU, I think the Brian Kelly era gets off to a good start, Robbie. Me too. I, I have no faith in Florida State, man. I'm, I really don't. I haven't seen anything from them the last couple of years. Mike Norvell, that really blows me away. I, I just don't think Florida State is what they were. And this is at the Superdome. Yeah. I, I think I think LSU wins this one. I look at I look at this game and I just think it could be a blowout. It could be an absolute blowout. And you're right, Mike Norvell. We've been talking about Brian Harson getting fired. Norvell's getting fired at the end of the season too. I think. I don't think there's any yeah, if he, if he doesn't find a way to yeah. win eight or nine games, I mean, that I agree. All I, right, but I, I just I don't know, you know if, unless Florida State moves to the SEC, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're ever going to be kind of what they were. If they're going to move to the SEC, they might get some of that. That, but back. then they have to start playing, you know, instead of playing Wake Forest and Boston College, they're playing Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, so, I just I, I think the profile getting elevated could help them. But you're you're right. I mean, you're going to have to be playing yeah. LSU, Bama, Georgia, on a routine basis. Florida State has to do – they have to throw a godfather offer at an elite coach. they got to quit taking chances on up-and-comers. They need to go out and well, get a proven Power 5 winner and turn it – They need to do what Miami is doing. Miami is going all in. Mm-hmm. There's that too. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're back to doing what they they did in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, LSU goes or plays Southern University next week, so 2-0. and And then there's that game we keep talking about. Mississippi State travels to LSU, 5 p.m. kickoff down in Tiger Stadium, so the sun will find its home in the western sky about midway through the uh, third quarter. <sighs> I'm really torn on this game, to be totally honest with you. I think a veteran Mississippi State team could march in there and get the win, but I have seen Mississippi State teams that are not as good as this one is, I'm sorry, that are better than this one is, go down and get blown out uh, down there in Tiger Stadium. I'm absolutely torn. What is your idea? And maybe I'll go along with you. 
right now I've I've got LSU um just cuz I mean basically because it's at home um and I I just you know I, you know we know how that environment is but you know maybe Will Rogers has a, a Dak Prescott type moment down there and and really lights him up and has a game similar to how he did against uh, A&M last year I mean that's that's what it's probably going to take just because of the fact that you know, this is such a tough environment, and that team is just kind of – that crowd, when it's, at, when it's at full tilt and sun goes down, I mean, the crowd just adds another element to that team. Uh, we, we've seen some average LSU teams win some big games there. Right now, I'm going to go with LSU winning that ball game. Maybe Matt House, the new Tiger defensive coordinator, decides, yeah, man coverage is the way to go. Let's get after it. We won't get yes. out of that either. And, you know, Will Rogers throws for 728 yards. I mean, we can talk about that. And we can finally um, put KJ Costello's record out, of, out to pasture. I, I, I'll be honest, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I'm going to go with LSU right now. I feel like when we get to that week, I'm going to be changing that prediction. I just, I just feel it come. I think you're, you're going to be hyped up. You know, if, if State's 2-0, and you're going to be thinking, you know. Well, especially I want to see how uh, – LSU looks against Florida State. I mean, if they struggle in that game, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm that prediction probably going to get changed. Uh, so from there, you know, let's say we've got them three and zero, four and zero, taking on New Mexico, and then probably five and zero, Robbie, when they take on they go to Auburn. It's on the road. It'll be a tough game, but I think they win that one to go to five and zero. Yeah, and at that point. People are probably slobbering over them. They're probably top oh, yeah. five. Oh, yeah. They're, they're probably they're top, they're number top one, 10, number maybe two. Top five. Yeah. People are going to start looking ahead to that game with Alabama. I think that the streak ends the next week, though, when they play Tennessee. I think Tennessee gets them. That's going to be in an LSU. interesting game. That, that's going to that's gonna be an interesting game. At LSU, is Tennessee strong enough mentally to win that game? That's a good question. That's a good way of looking at it. I agree. Because we haven't seen them really kind of stand up to the challenge in that kind of environment. I mean, what was the last big win they got on the road? I mean, I, I really don't know. I don't remember. I mean, it's been a while. I mean, they're going to have the, the firepower mm-hmm. to stay in that game and all that. But, you know, the, just the atmosphere, will it be too much? I'm going to go with LSU here. Ooh, so you've got them six and zero. I've got them five and one. Now they're traveling to Florida with the momentum they have at this point. Even at five and one, even if I'm right, that's probably a game they win. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I said about We're talking Florida ourselves into LSU being in the playoff here, Robbie. What are we doing? I mean, g- good coach and yeah. Brian Kelly. That you know they're going to have talent. Yeah. The big question is the quarterback position. And I think we're assuming here that they, they have it, at least it's not a disaster that they're able to kind of keep things going or they wouldn't be undefeated at this point. I think Florida wins that game. I think that's Billy Napier's like signature first year win. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to take LSU to win. So we're both going to have them five and one or six and one at this point. Boy, if Florida beats LSU, that'll be that'll be a big upset in my opinion. I'll be looking forward to seeing that. Ole Miss comes to Baton Rouge. Talk, we talked about swing games. This is a huge swing game for these two teams. Absolutely crucial game for both of them. 
I'll take the Tigers at home, but I think it's going to be a really, really close football game. Yeah, I agree. And that, that's another team that, you know, what, what's going to happen at quarterback. But, uh, you know, they have such an easy schedule on the front end. Ole Miss will probably be pretty confident at this point. Yes. And have a lot of rust knocked off. Yeah. Can either one of those quarterbacks win in Baton Rouge? That's the, that's the question, yeah. I'm going to go with LSU. All right. Seven and one, Robbie, going into their bye week. And now they got to host Alabama. So once again, Robbie and I have concocted a game of the century, two top five teams, Alabama number one, LSU number four or five. And Alabama is just going to go in there and roll all over them. Yes. And it, it'll be like one versus two or something. And it won't be two with a loss. Somebody three, else will be undefeated, but they'll three, be in the top they'll five. They'll be top five. They'll be top five. So we've got them seven and two. Now they got to travel to Arkansas. Buddy, I've got them seven and three now. I think they lose to Arkansas late as well. Late season swoon here. Yep. So seven and three. UAB at home. UAB's uh, no pushover, but they'll win. Yeah. Eight and three. And then they'll travel to Texas A&M. I don't know. I don't know about that one, man. That game is crazy. And I don't think we're going to see 10 overtimes or anything like that again. But I, I that late in the season, man, if A&M loses this game, I mean, again, Jimbo Fisher can't be on a hot seat because they're not going to pay him $175 million or whatever it is. But there's going to be a lot of unhappy Aggies if the Tigers win this game. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Aggies here and say that they, the LSU, after a strong start, sort of collapses at the end. And finishes eight and four. And see, I had when we did A and M, I had the opposite. I had a tough start for A and M, and then closing strong. Yes. And so I had A and M win this game. I still feel good about that. I think A and M is going to end the year really well, and I think LSU is going to kind of be limping towards a bowl game. That said, if LSU goes eight and four and then goes to a bowl game and wins and finishes nine and four, that's an outstanding first year for Brian yeah. Kelly, in my opinion. I, I'm I'm really interested about this hire. I. I think Brian Kelly is such a weird fit with LSU and kind of, you know, the culture there and all that. You know, it's just it's just really weird. But, you know, he's a good coach. He's won everywhere he's been. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like he's going to be fine. I don't, I don't think there's going to be any kind of collapse or anything like that. But I don't know if he's going to be able to win like they want him to win just because I just it's such a weird fit to me. It is a weird fit. There's no question about that. So we'll just have to see where how it all uh, pans out. Eight and four. That's what we've got the Tigers in the year one of the Brian Kelly era. All right. In the East, real quick, we have Tennessee, South Carolina, Missouri left. Let's go ahead and knock out Missouri. All right. We'll hit Mizzou up next week. All we've got left in the West is Alabama, Ole Miss, and State. Obviously, we'll do Ole Miss and State back-to-back weeks at the end. And then we'll do. We we'll have Tennessee and uh, South Carolina to finish that up. All right, moving on into the countdown. We are at uh, number forty-six. We got a big blowout win today, Robbie. Big blowout win. Two thousand fourteen, Mississippi State forty-nine, Southern Miss nothing, not a thing. They got zero points. I'll tell you why I think this game is important. One, uh, it renewed a rivalry. State and Southern had not played each other since 1990. 
two, I think this is the game that fully demonstrated how far apart the programs were since they last met. When Mississippi State and, and Southern Miss played in 1990, there wasn't really a whole lot of difference between those two football programs. So in terms of budget, in terms of everything else, you knew year in, year out. And a lot of, of State's older fans still subscribe to the idea that, oh, that's going to be a tough game. It should never be a tough game. Southern Miss is a, now in the Sun Belt, but they are a mid-tier Southern or Sun Belt program. Mississippi State is an SEC program. The, the, the budgets, everything else have just they've, – they've killed that. If State ever loses a game to Southern again, you should fire the head coach the next day. <laughs> but also, this is also the start of the Dak – really the Dak Prescott era. This is, you know, in 2013, you kept seeing all these flashes. He'd had some big games. He had the, the big, the, the, the bowl game at the end. And you're like, okay, we'll see what he brings the next year. He was great in this game. Just total domination start to finish in front of, uh, front of a big home crowd. You know, the first game also should be mentioned first game at the fully complete and renovated Davis Wade Stadium. So a lot going on in this one game that, you know, you might look back and not remember it for all these different little significant moments, but there were plenty of them in there in this one. Wasn't there like a lightning delay or something like that before this game? I don't I remember. I thought I remember it was like a storm or something that happened. I, was, I remember Mullen's first year that happened. Yeah, that, that happened as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, this was just – Southern weather in, in the state of Mississippi in, in the middle of August or late, late August, early September. Yeah. But this was, a, I mean, just a complete and total domination, and it really kind of got you started into thinking that that team could be really good. 550 yards of offense to 283. I mean, it was just yeah. – and State kind of did it both ways. I mean, they ran the ball down the throat. They threw it all over them, and um, it, was, it was really no contest. Yeah. Um, and Nick, Nick Mullins played in this game. I still remember a couple years ago, a Southern Miss beat writer mentioned something about he always thought that Nick Mullins was a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, which I thought was just an absurd statement. But that's near, neither here nor there. I don't recall that, but you're correct that that is an absurd statement. Yeah. Dak, Dak, was, Dak had 284 yards. Then you had Josh Robinson. That was really kind of his – the start, start of his big year yeah. that he would have. I mean, it was just a, it was just a great game and – um, State was able to, to show the depth of the head of wide receiver, uh, 65 yards for, for Bear, 61 for Fred Ross. They both had two touchdowns. I mean, it was just a, yeah. a completely dominating game. And I thought the defense was, was really what was so impressive in that ball game. Uh, I remember Preston Smith had such a big game in that one. He, he was like SEC defensive lineman of the week, like two or three weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row. And this, I think this, uh, this might have started it. I think he, he had an interception for a touchdown. I mean, just a completely dominant game, uh, top to bottom. Not an interception for a touchdown, but he did take it back uh, to the one yard line uh, for Mississippi. Okay, that was UA, UAB, I guess. Whenever he had the, I think that's correct. Yes, six six. Uh, Dak, as you mentioned, eighteen of twenty six in this game, two hundred and eighty four yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Damian Williams coming off the bench had a good game uh, passing the ball as well. He's five of eight for 65 yards and a score. You mentioned Josh Robinson, 14 carries for 87 yards in his first start uh, as, as a Bulldog. Great balanced performance by Mississippi State, 201 yards on the ground, 349 in the air. State completely swallowed up that USM running game. 
Edo Smith is a good running back. He's been in the NFL now for quite a while. 33 carries for 71 yards total for the Golden Eagles uh, in this game. Just, just total domination. And like I said, think back to in the last two games that Mississippi State played against Southern Miss when Rocky Felker was the head coach. State won both games by three points, 13-10 to 10, and then 26-23. Uh, I may have that backwards, but regardless, those were the scores. And, you know, you don't play them again for another, what, uh, 24 years. And now it's 49 nothing. And if you recall that game, Robbie, I mean, 49 nothing was Dan Mullen showing mercy there. Yeah. A good game could have easily been 56, 63 nothing, uh, something like that. So this was a game that for me really, I think, showed the, the, the new, showed everybody in the state of Mississippi that Southern Miss and Mississippi State were no longer on equal footing and never would be again. And there's still some people you mentioned. There's a, there's a group of people, and there there's some people that I know that consider them like just as big as a rivalry as Ole Miss. And I just I, I can't fathom that because I've never really. I mean, this was kind of the, my introduction of these two teams playing each other. They've they've hardly played played each other uh, in most sports. When they'll play in in baseball and, and basketball and and things now, just about every year. But I mean. This was a this was a a very large difference in talent gap when these two teams played. I mean, they're not on this; they're not anywhere near the same level um, anymore. And I mean, the the people that still consider that a big robbery, they got to get over that. Yeah, so you just got to get past it. It's, it's it's not anymore. It just isn't. All right, uh, tomorrow's show is the rumblings, which means one thing: you need to get us your questions. Send them in now. We'll get them answered. Uh, Thursday show. Uh, well, well, we will do a countdown game tomorrow as well. We'll do that at the end of the show. Uh, and then uh, Thursday show, we'll continue the countdown. Uh, we'll talk some more uh, uh, some, some more uh, football uh, topics. Plus, Robbie, I want to go ahead and start looking ahead to the uh, MLB draft. We'll talk about some of you know some of who, who might be headed out, who might be staying in. Friday show, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you this now, Robbie. I want to tell you now so you, you're prepared. That's when we're going to do our yearly all 22 rankings. We will rank all of the starters and our confidence in them. If you recall last year, we had a train wreck of a show trying to get this done. Let's let's this year. We will not, we will, we will be prepared and we will have it ready to go. Yeah, that was, um, that was a tough show. I forgot all about that. So, so have your rankings ready. I'll have mine ready. Looking ahead to next week with Media Days, obviously, if we do Thunder and Lightning, it'll just be me, with me. Or maybe it might be with Robbie if we can figure out some time to Zoom. But I'll obviously be working with Sports Talk Mississippi and getting interviews and doing all that stuff there. Hope to have a lot of great content for you while we're in Atlanta. Guys, have a great uh, Tuesday. Robbie and I'll be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.